Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, we're the drunk women, and even though we're maverick detectives, we do play by the rules, and so we have all separately self-isolated for the foreseeable future. But this episode was recorded in a simpler time. Ah, yeah, it's a weird time, guys, and we're so gutted that we've had to cancel our live shows, but obviously it's the right decision. We hope that you're all keeping safe, and with the help of some young nephews, we've found some technology to keep going. So we're going to keep recording episodes remotely. They might sound a little bit more different, but we'll be no less drunk because we are now the drunk women drinking alone. (laughs) (laughs) And in some personal news, this detective butt stuff got herself engaged, everybody. The persistent hinting on podcasts worked. So if you've got a boyfriend and you think to yourself, I'd like to be engaged soon, start yourself a podcast and do not stop mentioning it. (laughs) I'd also like to mention that, yeah, this episode was recorded a few weeks ago and uh, I do go on about it. So (laughs) I want you to all know it it all ended very happily in Margate where he proposed to me. And it's it's been an odd start to our engagement because we have self-isolated since. But I hope everyone's all right and we're going to keep coming to you. So keep putting us in your ears. Self-isolating. Self-isolating. Together. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. 
I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... I love that the one mistake she made was to give a man a salad. That's like literally... I made individual cheesecakes and then put some flavoured lubricant on my brother's one as a prank. He pranked me first. (laughs) 25 years of accessing my uterus. (laughs) Sorry, I know we have to believe women now, but... (laughs) Now it's time... Drunk Women Solving Crime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. I am thrilled to introduce our guest for this episode. I thought I'd go like BBC. No, do it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Very crime. It's very respectful. I'm excited to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the uh, writer, director, and comedian Charlie Dinkin. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so I can't keep that up. No, please don't, because it was kind of creepy as well. It got creepy. Mm. It got creepy. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Thank you so much for being here, Charlie. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Now, you know, the way that we always kick off the podcast is to ask, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Uh, Yes. Not many crimes, because I don't think I'm pretty enough, but... um, (laughs) Horrible. I wasn't... That wasn't even meant to be a horrible one. <laughs> um, yes, I was the victim of a crime, and I genuinely think this is a PSA, and I'm doing the work by telling people about it. Ooh, okay. So, about five years ago, I was on like a short internal flight in the US, and um, when I first got on the plane, I had carry on luggage, and all the top. That's a great film. <laughs> carry on luggage on a plane. Very scary these days, escalating costs. Um, <laughs> I got on the plane. I was just thinking how shitty internal flights in the US. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Already horrible. The worst people. And to tell you how bad it was, it was like post Sky Mall. Not even a Sky Mall. The one true joy of an internal flight. Do you guys know what Sky Mall is? I've heard it from like fancy, um, (sighs) fancy American films. Like, what does it mean? It's like an, the in-flight magazine or the in-flight like shopping magazine on an internal flight in the US. But it's not just like any shopping. It's just like crazy, wacky inventions. They're yeah. just like the maddest Everything things. vibrates, but it goes on your head. Like there's just weird like <laughs> really doesn't garden sculptures of like a full-sized alligator, like a totem pole, just like real what? mad, mad, mad shit. The yeah. only good thing about an internal flight. But Ionic ear cleanser. Exactly. Yeah. It all has like pseudo. I don't know if you can even buy it. I've never seen anyone buy anything from it. Is it just like, it's like a conceptual art piece? (laughs) Do you walk off the plane with a huge alligator? No, they don't have all the stuff on the plane. (laughs) That's why there's nowhere for any luggage. No, I actually don't know how you buy the stuff, which is why I think no one buys it. But you definitely couldn't buy it on the plane. Yeah, like, do you fill out an order form? They're like, that'll be six to eight weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I think it'll be like one day when you least expect it. (laughs) This this might be why it has has crumbled. Um, anyway, so I got on this plane and the overhead compartments were pretty full. So I had to go about six or seven rows behind my seat to put my bag in the overhead compartment. And then this doesn't end like very badly for me. It's very low level crime. I feel like I'm doing a good job building it up. Though. <laughs> um, at the end of the flight, I was like, what I'm going to do is as soon as people stand up, I'm going to rush back to where my bag is, get my bag, come back through the plane and leave except i was in such a panic to get up and go that i left my ipad on my seat oh. and by the time i got back to my seat someone had taken my ipad no. 
Yeah, so it was someone who was sitting next to me for that whole flight. <gasps> yeah. Is that, it is bad, isn't I'm it? I'm genuinely yeah. shocked just because I had this thought the other day. I'm like, a plane is the last safe haven. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the plane crashes or there's terrorism. Just in the sense that, like, you can't steal on a plane because we're all there together. But holy shit. Like, so I, my jaw genuinely. Yeah, I was really horrified, actually. And I think it was a flight Whoa. that got in at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. And I was really tired. And then oh I was, like, God. asking the, um, what's the politically correct term for air hostesses? Flight star- attendant. attendant, yeah. <laughs> the flight lady. The, the yeah. flight lady. That's <laughs> it. That's it, Hannah. The plane boys. Hey. <laughs> the plane boys. <laughs> hey, flight bitch. The wing women. Um, I was asking them for help and they didn't care. And then oh. I was like, well, I know I have to file a police report because I want, my, I think I had some insurance. And then the police in the airport literally didn't want to hear about it either because I guess they have real things to worry about <laughs> in airport security. And this is the problem with guns. Yeah. Um, they're busy yeah. with the guns. Let's play a fun game called Who Was Sat Next to You? Yeah. Like, who was well, the person? Yeah. That was exactly it. So then I tried to rush out to like spot the people who yeah, were sitting next to me. Yeah, in the baggie. They, they're not home but you don't dry pay yet. that much attention, like, do you, to the people next to you either? So I, I mean, really I'd chat. wasn't sure. I'm a big chatter on a plane. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the worst. Call well, the air police. <laughs> call the, call That's the why they've got guns. <laughs> this woman will not shut up. No, I'm not a big chatter, but I have chatted before. Too close proximity. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Because if I chat, then I have to like cheat my body out into the aisles so that I have comfortable... No. Oh, you don't want to be just talking right up close to people? I can't. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, I was on a flight quite recently and a guy sat down. He was being chatty at the beginning and I was like, this is a bad sign. And then he would not stop talking throughout the entire flight. At one point, this is the wildest thing that's ever happened to me on a plane. He fell, no, he fell asleep very briefly. He was like mid-sentence. He fell asleep. And I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. So I like tried to go to sleep. And then he was like hysterically laughing in bursts and waking me up and like really like... <laughs> And then I'd look over and then he was like, I just had the craziest dream and started telling me about his dream. I went and complained to the flight attendant about him and they were like, there's no other seats, sorry. That's a crime. That's a true crime. That's a crime. Yeah, that one. I'd have given up my iPad in a second. So no leads. Somebody just got away. Oh my God, I'm so angry. You got robbed on a plane. It's such a confined environment. I think that's the thing that was really upsetting about it. And also, I genuinely (laughs) thought you were going to have lost the suitcase, like the carry-on. I thought that's where that was going. That really twisted on me, that story. Thank you. (laughs) I am writing a novel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things we always say is if you had the perpetrator in the room, was it... Do you know anything about them? Was it old? (laughs) (laughs) That just flew out of my mouth. Was it old? Well, there was a there was an old-ish man on one side of me. I think I remember. And then he doesn't know an iPad. It really could have been anyone. I mean, I think karma comes back to you, doesn't it? So, um, what would you say to them if they were in the room right now? Look. I, in my life, have never owned a gadget or a gizmo that hasn't had a cr- screen that is cracked as shit. So good luck and enjoy. <laughs> my insurance came through and I got a new one. So really, you did me a favor. Oh, that's a really nice story now. Yeah. This novel is going to be incredible. Thank you. <laughs> really uplifting at the end. <laughs> this is just a side detail, but where had you landed? What city did you fly into? Um, I think I flew from Chicago to New York. Okay. Okay. You, you're doing some profiling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely Paul. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Both of those things, in fact. Mm. Um, so, as soon as somebody brings up airplanes, you start thinking of funny things that have 
happen. And I just remember I used to fall asleep really easily on planes before I grew a sense of mortality and I like scream inside the whole time. But I used to just fall asleep before the plane even took off. Those innocent days. Yeah. And I remember like I didn't even notice I had nodded off and I was... I just heard words and I was like, woke up and I'm like, who said that? I said that. And I just realized that I had been like, I woke myself up talking and the guy next to me was just like, oh. I just, I moved yeah. in with my boyfriend quite recently, like a couple of weeks ago. And then like the other day he was like, I'm really sad because you stopped talking in your sleep. <laughs> but I wasn't aware I was ever talking in my sleep. You know what? That probably means you feel really secure and safe with him i hope so but what was i saying and why get was he just me, letting get it happen me, boyfriend you're horrible ah i never want to move in with you that sort of thing <laughs> he was like thank goodness that stopped <laughs> that's such a cute thing to miss yeah. is it? the wow. midnight chats now it's time for drunk women solving crime guys <laughs> are we ready to solve some true crime Yes. <laughs> okay. This this case is dark with a capital Deutschmark. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find the right things to laugh at, and anything else we'll just edit out neatly. Um, but also, can I... I don't like to start by patting myself on the back, but I'm going to, guys, because one of my sources was in German. I This is the first time I've had to translate... What, wow. Did you translate Sorry. it or well, did you no. copy paste it into Google? Google Trans- did the heavy lifting, but <laughs> I had to do that. And then, you know, everything's out of order and you have to make yeah. sense of it. And like most That's of the like exciting. gender pronouns were all reversed. It was crazy. Okay. Yay okay. me. Okay. <laughs> this is the case of Gesha Gottfried. Um, I already made this joke on email to the girls and do it again. How do you actually pronounce Gesh? Your Gesh is as good as mine. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, we've started well. You. That's solid. <laughs> Thank you. This is why I'm a partially employed writer. So, Gesha <laughs> Margaret Tim was born in the northwestern town of Bremen in Germany, uh, along with her twin brother, Johann. She grew up fairly poor, and her mother was a seamstress. Her father was a tailor. Um, so, first question, very little information. What year was she born? Ooh, a seamstress and a tailor. Mm. Well, now, it sounds like... The mother actually has a job, mm-hmm. which means it's got to be late um, 1800s, maybe early 1900s. Okay. Okay. I think it's 1910 because they could have done both of those jobs on the Titanic. <laughs> I always like to guess around the time of the Titanic. So I think it was like Titanic oh, yeah, time. They, one of our early episodes, you're like, was it pre or post Titanic? <laughs> this is my only <laughs> historical so reference. So we've got 1910. You're going like uh, century, 1930. Yeah, I, I, I like, like Titanic Messenger this morning. Oh. You're going I, earlier than I'm Hannah. Gonna, I'm, I'll say 1860 at the earliest. Okay. But I'm prepared to be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 2019, but it's like on Etsy. <laughs> Okay, well, you're officially the closest, Ooh. but not that close. Uh-oh. She was born in 1785. Oh. Ooh. Well, look at me with my non-facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think Gesha's relationship with her parents was like? Let's just do a little bit of pre-profiling detectives. So it's Germany. It's Germany? It's the... It's, what, 17 what? She was born in 1785. 1785. Mm-hmm. And she has a twin brother, so maybe they were like... you At those at that point, you wouldn't necessarily know you were having twins. 
would you? Because you haven't got a scan. So you'd be like, we think we're having one baby. <gasps> Two motherfucker. So. I just realised how freaky that would be. Yeah, Another one. So either <laughs> you have a boy and you're really excited and then there's a girl and you're like, oh. Or you have a girl and you're like, oh. And then you have a boy and you're like, it's not so bad. <laughs> and I think it depends on what order they were born. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. Charlie, you're really onto something there. Because that <laughs> not yeah. be true. It, it's absolutely true. Because excellent, they greatly favored Johan. Oh. I mean, yeah. I, none of us are shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, according to some sources, aka the German ones that I had to translate by hand, um, she was severely neglected, according oh, to some yay. sources. I know it's really awful. It's awful. Um, meanwhile, everybody loves Johan. Um, so what? Very little they do have. There are just anecdotes about like if they scrounge together a bit of money and they have a gift, they give it to Johan in wow. front of her. It's almost like they're building her up to be a murderer or something. Yeah, um, the cruelty is It's quite horrible. horrible. I know. Now, when Gesha is... Like, you've said that this is really dark. And we're like, oh, she didn't get presents. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like really upset. It was the 17-something, so they're probably rubbish presents, weren't they? Like a bobbin or something. It's definitely going to be made out of wood and it's going to be whittled. A, it's, a block. Yeah. Who needs another block? I just... I'll get my own stick. I just feel like we need to leave ourselves somewhere to go when this, yeah, <laughs> this inevitably you. goes horrible. Yeah. Well, if you feel real bad for her, that might help later. I don't know. Um, when Gesha is 21, her parents basically arrange a marriage for her. Um, and there's a strange coincidence about her new husband. So any guesses what that coincidence oh, might have been? he's called Johan. He was called <gasps> Johan. Oh, holy shit. I was just... But was everyone called Johan? Yeah. <laughs> now you have a point. <laughs> there's probably a lot let's statistically there's probably a lot of Johans kicking around stereotypes 1700s still, Germany I know but still we like your brother more here's a husband for you but it's not the Marry same Johan no it's not yeah. the same okay good okay. it's not the Isle of Wight phew um <laughs> so Gesha marries Johann Miltenberg is it a happy marriage I mean it's sort of an arranged marriage in the sort of like early 80s well, eighteen something it will be, it's, won't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it will be. This is eighteen. So good at maths, Anna. Yeah, eighteen something, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I don't know. No, she was twenty-one, so it would be like Female eighteen. Workplace. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've got a feeling it might not be because it some arranged marriages. Did I? No, oh, maybe. Anyway. But some can can work. But I feel like. And it was more of a business too. Mm. It was like I need access to your uterus. You need access to my money. Let's make a deal. I still have everything, but you, I get your uterus. <laughs> Did you write your own vows? <laughs> <laughs> they use those. <laughs> they get it printed on a card for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Do you like living with me now? <laughs> 25 years of accessing my uterus. <laughs> Uh, no, not a happy marriage. I feel like there's only ever one answer to this on this podcast. Um, Johan is a heavy drinker who spends all of his times in, all of his time in pubs and brothels. Um, on the other hand, he's fairly wealthy. He's a master saddler. I just wanted to say that out loud. Master saddler. Oh yeah, a lot of money in that. But a lot he, of money. Well, I wondered that, and then it turns I mean, out you need horses for everything. You need horses, um, but isn't that interesting? Like you get more money for that than being a seamstress or a tailor. Oh no, because if women are doing it, it's not paid well. 
But even her dad. Anyway, um, so did like the seamstress? I guess she made like little clothes for the horse. Quite <laughs> They're obsessed with horses back in the 1800s. Are they, they horses? Were. Is that this is a different <laughs> twist? Is that the twist? This is the whole twist. Johan, Johan the horse. the whole time. <laughs> um, so he comes from money as well. So Gesha suddenly finds herself mingling with a different class. Ah. She's kind of mingling with the middle classes. She's meeting new people, and there's something significant about one of the people she meets. Um, during this marriage, what do you think? He's also called Johan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she meets two people called Mum and Dad. It's everybody in her family. Suddenly, um, what, what do you mean? There's something significant about somebody she meets. She has. She has. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What like they're famous or they go on to have a they're big gonna impact. Have, on... They're gonna have an important role in her life. Does oh, okay. she maybe? Does she maybe fall in love for realsies? She does fall in love for realsies. Aww. Yeah. Oh, is that right? That's absolutely right. She oh. meets. I'm happy for her. I embarrass myself yeah. with the horse clothes stuff. When it comes brink. <laughs> when it comes to matters of the heart, Hannah George, don't quit. Um, yeah. So while he's off in the pubs and brothels, she meets someone called Michael Gottfried, who becomes her uh, second oh. husband. Oh. Um, How does she get rid of the first? Oh, what a good question. <laughs> I think I know. <laughs> she stays with Johan long enough to have three children. Um, they're all very close in age. I wrote bish, bash, bosh. There was no reason to type that out or say it. <laughs> but here Great I names. am. Great names. <laughs> bish, bash, bosh. They sound very German. Bosh especially. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Johan starts to become ill because of his drinking. And he's spending more and more of the family money, so things are getting very tense. What happens? He falls down some stairs. Oh, okay, good. While like he was specifics. while he was drunk. Okay. But did he fall or was he pushed? Okay. Mm. Sounds right. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to be like, is is it related to a horse? I'm really stuck on the horse thing. <laughs> I'm going to be in the horse headspace now for the rest of this whole thing. Horses can't go downstairs anyway. <laughs> you never had a chance. If you've seen John Wick 3, in John Wick 3, there's like people get killed by horses like kicking them and it's all choreographed and it's incredible. So wow. maybe a John Wick 3 thing happened. I love this. Cool. I love that horses have become the theme. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think like maybe she, she took does... out life insurance on him. Okay. That's, that seems okay. to be a thing of female Early 1800s. Oh, planning Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> she does kill him. Different method. Okay. What do we think she does? Well, poison. If he's getting sick anyway, and he's making it like alcohol. Spot on. <sighs> if there's one thing we've learned, there's a lot of poisoning going yeah. on between spouses so um gesha kills johan in 1813 so she's 28 years old at this point um she poisons him with arsenic but specifically with a substance known as mouse butter <laughs> mm, or in, no or in Ger and then it was written in german so and it's just mouse butter like mouse it's the same mouse and i didn't even know you could milk them <laughs> I was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I actually feel like the way that your voice went made it work. Like, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so this was basically a, a butter infused with arsenic, and it was used to kill mice. Uh, yeah. So she she began placing it in his food. Um, 
now, I mean, Gesh is now free of an unhappy marriage. She can run off into the sunset yeah. with Michael. There's no need to kill anybody else. <gasps> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, wrong. Who God. does she kill next? Oh, not the kids. The horses? The kids. The mice the for the husband. irony. Just have we said everyone yet? <laughs> yeah, you pretty much said. So, yeah, the short answer is the parents. A- everybody. Um, by 1815, two years later, she had poisoned and killed both of her parents wow. and all of her children. <gasps> wow! In a two-year period, it's horrific. Um, so Jesus. with I know. So with that in mind, do you think how- it's because she was like making one dish? genuinely it's like she's cooking for everyone in a big pot accidental she's like i want the parents to go but i don't have time to make separate meals for everyone an accidental poison batch cook yes this is is great she's like i'm not making them chicken nuggets (laughs) i'm growing up food for us she warned them not to eat it yeah and they didn't listen to her for the fifth time all i can think about (laughs) as well is like is that moment in the adams family where uh, debbie's there and she didn't get i wanted malibu barbie but i didn't get and it's all about the present it comes back to not getting Yeah. The present when you were a kid. Indeed so buy does. your kids fucking anything they want is what I'm saying. That if you is. don't want them to you be want to survive that their adulthoods. The yeah, because she tries to kill the whole family because she didn't get the present. Yeah. yeah. So here, yeah. she's she's out. a widow. She's she's killed her parents. She's killed all three of her children. How do the townspeople respond? Wait, wait, she's still got the the new hot husband. She's still got Michael. Okay. Yeah. Does she have any more kids with him? We'll get to that. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Well, do they, I mean, are they suspicious? Because people died all the time in the olden days. Yeah, and children died all the time. Were they like, oh, my God, she's achieved so much under 30? (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, she is 28 right now. In a sense, yes. They they admired the stoicism of this grief-stricken... German is that like we right. like how she doesn't feel? Yeah, does this? Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but they didn't know that she'd murdered them, right? No, 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 no. They, so they feel because sorry for her, and they're like impressed she's not crying all the time. I mean, yeah, and it's so telling of the time for so many reasons. Like, it's great if a woman doesn't show her emotions. Yay! <laughs> so many people are dying that we don't suspect um, six people dying in a three-year yeah, period. Yeah. Um, and why would you suspect anything about that? Anyway, so yeah, she's getting, they're lavishing her with gifts to show their condolences. She's getting Finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? Yeah. Um, so she's getting a lot of attention. Um, meanwhile, she takes comfort in the arms of Michael Gottfried. Um, now, in 1816, we'll get back to Michael. In 1816, somebody shows up on her doorstep. Oh, God. Johan, the brother. Johan the brother. Oh, I forgot about Johan the brother. Isn't that amazing? That's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was a soldier, so he had been off soldiering. I don't know what was going on. Doing um, something less dangerous than hanging out with his own Exactly. And not only does he return, but he's returned because of the news of their parents. And he basically wants a piece of the pie. He's like, hey, I want split up the estate, but also you. Taylor money. He wanted the money that Johan's family had had. He basically felt he had a right. As a male heir kind of deal. Yeah. What? Like, he's Johan. I'm Johan. Give Johan money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Head of the family now that there's no guy oh that's wait, wait, she's got a new husband nonsense, though she doesn't have a husband just yet 
Oh, she's not married. Yeah, sorry. I've gone. I've sort of popped oh. it in that she met Michael, and he's kind of over here waiting. And they're probably in a relationship. They're, okay. they're not married yet. Yeah. So this guy's come back for the funeral and to get all the money. Yeah, and she's got no official legal recourse. Yeah. yeah. So oh. what happened? <laughs> oh well, she got to kill him. If she if she marries Michael, does he then become like head of the family? Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know, but no, she kills her brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was hard to write out this case because I'm like, there's a pattern <laughs> with the butter. Does she give him the butter? She serves. Welcome him... back. Have some toast. Yeah. Yeah. She serves him a plate of haddock covered in mouse butter, oh. and he dies. What's interesting about the different deaths too is she kind of changes the dosage depending on who it is like there are people that she strings out and then with her brother she just like hit him with a huge so, amount like I, th- I think as a chef I really like <laughs> I think that's why you choose haddock because yeah, yeah. it's a strong flavored yeah, yeah, yeah. fish and you'd want butter on don't you think this way? mouse butter must have been delicious mm. I started salivating just reading yeah, about the yeah. case like starting to sound mm. really good to me because no one noticed so they must have been like yum 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 mouse butter yeah, yeah. I think it was well it's pretty why effective. was she stringing some of them so it looked like a protracted illness yeah and we'll get we'll get to okay, one of okay. those Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you know once Mm. I um, made individual cheesecakes and then put some flavored lubricant on my brother's one as a prank. He pranked me first. (laughs) I'm trying to draw some personal parallels to this case. And um, when he found out about it, he was like, that was a horrible thing that you did. But actually at the time he was like, this is delicious. So it's a victimless what? crime. What wow. flavor was Passion it? fruit. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, I would eat that right now. Exactly. Even if you told me what it was. <laughs> what did he do to you? Oh, it was just like very a very long-winded psychological prank. And then we like had a truce at the end. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I love that yours was lube on a cake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His was like him like calling in the middle of the day. He was like, please don't ask any questions. But like, I really need you to like um go down to the basement of the building. And like, there's a key. He was, now I'm telling you anyway. But there's like, he was like, there's a key under the coffee table. I need you to go down to the basement and unlock a locker and take something out and just put it in a bin. And, and please just like, don't ask me any questions. Can you please oh, just do this thing for me? Can you just feel around under the coffee table? Just do it. Can you just feel around and then I was like okay and then I was like like around. he had committed yeah. a crime yeah yeah and then he was like psych oh, God. Yeah. wow such a, like low level but malicious he one, deserved that lube and he enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is mouse butter and flavoured lubricant oh, are delicious yeah. um, and also so now, do, <clears throat> not, do not fuck with you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> now Michael Gottfried didn't actually 
actually want to marry Gesha. Um, so they're in a relationship. <gasps> Wait, um, but why? Oh, but I know the source said because she had become a little scary. To him. <laughs> <laughs> but he wow. does marry her in the end. Why? She threatens to kill his whole family. It's a very, very good guess. And that may have happened as well. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? Did she like continually drop fucking hints, Toby? And <laughs> <laughs> but you know <laughs> it's going to be such a shame when you guys finally get married and we can't keep making these jokes I'm going to say no that's, that's the fun part and like it's a really funny ongoing joke in the podcast so. drag it out drag yeah. it out a little bit um, any other guesses um he thought he could change her <laughs> uh, it's something to do with wanting her money no is that the boring answer Ooh. She's That's... got the estate now. Mm. The brother's she, dead. She gets answer. pregnant. Yeah. <gasps> oh, the classic. Oh. oh my god, I respect it. Honey, you <laughs> write, are you writing something down, Hannah? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get married. She loses the baby, which oh. for oh. once is kind of a relief, though, guys. Right? But also, like, was hmm. she even pregnant? Sorry, I know we have to believe women now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so joking. Don't at me. <laughs> no, very good point. Good point. Um, so Gesha begins poisoning Michael. Oh. But she, this is a slow... She drags this one out. Is it she like wants- just cholesterol? Is that what <laughs> she wants Wait, to that's con- your good cholesterol. She kills him over a period of 50 or 60 years by just <laughs> grinding him down with criticism and waiting till he gets old. <laughs> She wants to control That's not him. how Johan did it. <laughs> yeah. um, not the brother, guys. It's fine. Oh, Katie always takes off her jumper <laughs> during episodes. It's always this like... It's getting oh, serious. I got, Mark. I got so flushed with all the murder. <laughs> um, she makes a real show of it this time. You know, he's in his, he's on his deathbed and she's nursing him back to health. What did the townspeople think at this point? Starting to think she's the angel of death, are they? Or what's funny? You should say angel. No, oh. they still think she's a saint, and she gets nicknamed the angel of Bremen. And not even ironically. Oh, because everyone around her is dying, but she's still so caring yeah. and kind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, they needed a, like a Jonathan Creek in their village, didn't they? Yeah. Like, just My one God. person. They needed a, a Johan Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's so weird about stereotypes. Like, they're like, women are caring. You're not allowed to have anything, but you're really caring. You have to work so hard to disprove that you're caring. (laughs) Won't anyone recognize me as the murderer that I am? Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, talk about positive discrimination. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Michael dies, and for a little while, Gesha stops killing people. Well done, girl. Because there's no one left to kill. Um, (laughs) Well, there's a question of why did she stop, because there was one... There's no one to get even with now. There was one particular reason she stopped killing. Why was that? She ran out of mouth. (laughs) (laughs) She literally ran out of mouth. Now, her mother had purchased this jar of mouse butter, so she gets to the end of it after she's... Oh, it's one jar? It's one jar this whole time. I know, there's something like... It's almost beautiful. I was going to say, how did butter last that long in the olden days? But I guess the preservatives from the arsenic? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and I don't know if it was literally not actual butter, dairy butter, or if it's okay. it's probably they wouldn't kind waste of oil. butter on oh, it. Oh, so she's using like a, like a yeah. tiny yeah. amount in 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 the recipe. If it's lasting that long, she's not using like a ton of yeah. whatever it is. So it's like yeah. a seasoning kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's the recipe? <laughs> yeah. um, we'll put up a link. <laughs> yeah, it, I that was just really sad to me because it's like, oh, her mother gave her one gift. And it was poison. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so four years passed, but suddenly Gresh is having money trouble. So she starts renting out rooms in her house. And um, at the same time, she sees an ad for mouse butter in a newspaper. And she sends her maid to go and buy some. And around the same time, she meets another feller uh, named Paul Zimmerman. Um, does she poison Paul? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do I keep asking? Um, according to her own testimony, uh, because the mouse butter was new, she tested out the strength of it on Paul by just like gently oh. scraping it onto biscuits. Oh, oh I know. No. Biscuits. And how did Paul do with these <laughs> biscuits? Uh, he dies. She inherits his money. So, wow. At how this did she point, get his money? They weren't married. No, they weren't married. How did she, she wangle that one? That's a good question. Maybe she did marry him and I okay. missed that detail because she must have been married to him because how else would she get it? Um, but at this point in the case, yeah. speculation, what do you think her motive is? Uh, killing's addictive. <laughs> I guess. I yeah, mean, it does I... feel quite motiveless other than for like yeah. the joy of the kill, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. But she got the well, bloodlust. Okay, the right? money. She needs money, but then she's renting rooms out. Well, the, yeah, those are the two things. It's sort of like, oh, you, you're enjoying this, but there's also financial issues at, at a lot of the turns, except at the beginning where it feels like she just like eliminated her family. Well, that she's felt like, like I'm going to erase this chapter was of my life. vengeance right. more than... But also, yeah. was it a kind of, I'm in love with this new guy now, so I need to get rid of everything from before? Yeah. 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 Was it kind then of like at a this clean point, slate? At this point, it's this um, this thing of the attention from the ah, townspeople. Oh, yes, of course. So we come to the speculation of, did she have Munchausen's by proxy? Uh, yeah. Which, of course, is a very uh, fascinating disorder where someone poisons someone for the attention that they get yeah i think them. i know that from an eminem song i was like why do i know that and i feel like it's... that sounds like an eminem song yeah it's, it's, it's mentioned it in an eminem yeah. song about his mom i think yeah and he's fast like fantasizing about doing it to a woman probably eminem scoundrel anyway um yeah, and what's interesting is all all these different sources. Like, if you go on Wikipedia, they're like, she definitely had Munchausen by proxy, and lots of female serial killers do. But then, really, you go to another one, and they're like, actually, you know, some people thought that it was more financially motivated. But then she got addicted, and there was a bit of like yeah. the bloodlust in there. So there's there's just a lot of questions. What the, around I this. mean, she definitely had a paucity of attention as a child. Mm. So mm. she might be trying to make up for that. There's yeah, it has to be partially. Yeah, the attention. Um, so what happens next? Um, I'm I'm just gonna go into this rather than asking that question because it's probably gonna be the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, whatever her motive, um, she she just she's this like brief period and then she just goes crazy and she starts poisoning indiscriminately. Oh wow! Anyone in the vicinity, so she kills. What what prompted that? Did something happen? Not that, not that okay. I know okay. from what I read. That's a good question. Like, did something jolt her back into it? Yeah. I just don't know. Um, oh, my God. If stand-up had been invented back then, she could have just become a stand-up oh for attention. Oh, my gosh. I know. And right? all these people would have lived. 
<laughs> Let's write her routine later, shall we? Um, she what kills. is the deal? <laughs> so you With know, mouse butter. <laughs> <laughs> when your twin gets everything. Am I right? So she kills her neighbor. Guys, what's his name? Say it with me. Johan! Come on, Germany. And Get yes, some more names. I know. I know. How is she killing him? She's like inviting him in for tea or she's like sending over a cake or what? I think yeah. so. I think she's having people over and she sort of has this almost boarding house now. So I think she's like socializing oh. and um, uh, the Shit. list just starts to grow. She kills a music teacher. She kills her maid. Um, she sells her house because, again, financial difficulty. What is she spending the money on? Mouse butter. No, <laughs> just living because she's not working. Um, she sells her I'm house. sorry, is killing people not a full-time job to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you come home I from take, work. <laughs> I take that back. I'm sorry. You don't see what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baking, I'm baking, I'm baking, and no one respects me. <laughs> a woman stopped killing for one day and made this YouTube video for her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the people who are still alive, huh? Okay. Um... <laughs> She sells her house, but she stays in the house. She moves in with the That's family. a really great deal for whoever I bought know, that house. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a thing. She was known as like the auntie, and I think she sort of acted like the housekeeper, and she's all wow. fun, so she kills the mother and the <gasps> kid. No! Oh, that's like a really premeditated scheme, surely. That's so amazing to sell it and so stay. Yeah. This is all... But that, that she was charismatic enough to talk her way into that, like... So enjoy that, like, hand the keys and, like, guess who's staying? <laughs> Old Gesha. <laughs> you know, I bake. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So she runs off and kills an old family acquaintance who she owes money to. She returns and then she keeps, she's slowly poisoning the dad in the house Whoa. that she sold who's Jesus. just lost his wife and his child. Fucking now this, hell. I know, this father, Mr. Rumpf, no need to laugh at that. We're not going to, it's serious now. Mr. Rumpf. <laughs> he gets suspicious. Somebody gets suspicious. Oh Finally. Well Why? done, Mr. Why? Why does he Because he doesn't like biscuits, but she keeps being like, have a biscuit. <laughs> Please have a biscuit. Well, he spots a whitish granular substance on a salad, much like your brother did not do yeah. with the cheesecake. <laughs> um, so what does he do? Gives it to a mouse. <laughs> Well, it's not a bad I did. Yeah. It's not to a bad test idea. if it's Did poison. you have a look around the house as a hunt around? Mm. It's a good guess. He does not. Does he take it to a friend that would know arsenic? Mm. Yeah, his science friend. Yeah, the old science friend. Everyone's <laughs> got to have a science friend. Well, You're my science up. friend, Katie. So. <laughs> that is his next move. Before he does that, he actually confronts Gesha. Oh, dumb idea. Well, he doesn't know how many people she's killed. <laughs> oh, come on, get your evidence. He's Will like, this woman's made one bad salad and I'm going to really <laughs> tell her off. Well, this is, in a darkly comedic way, this is my favorite part. Does she confess? Yes. Yes. She doesn't. She, I, oh. Yeah, I, I, it's too late now to look. I was like, that would be like, funny. Yes. yes. That would be really Genuinely funny. Genuinely was going to say no. She, I'm not just saying because it, it was the right answer. She doesn't confess. She says no. And then and she gives him ham. So she just changes the food. She just brings more food. She's like, Ham? <laughs> tries to do it so then um he tells his suspicion it's so funny how long it takes anyone to go to the police which makes me wonder like what's the culture back then like would you distrust 
the police or do you wait till things are so bad? Like, don't mm. bother us, we're the police. It's what? really interesting. So he goes to the neighbor, the one who's not dead. And this guy basically says like, oh yeah, don't eat anything Gesha makes. Ugh. So everyone's starting to get suspicious. So then he goes to, not the police, but his doctor. Oh. Um, so back to what Hannah was saying. Was the doctor aware of the deaths surrounding Gesha? The science friend. Um, science friend. I mean, if he's not aware of them, he's kind of a dick. I guess in a town like that, there'd only be maybe be one doctor. So, I mean, he's either in on it, whereby he's kind of like Ooh. ignoring some very sort of arsenic-y signs. Yeah. Ooh. He is absolutely aware of it because he had treated several oh. of her victims, oh. but apparently suspected nothing although Total. interesting could he have been in on it i want to bloop that into <laughs> um was she having a relationship with him what's his name that's what it depends on <laughs> yo non <laughs> um so mr rumpf brings in the ham <laughs> mr rumpf brings in the ham for analysis and they finally conclude that girl has poison. Yeah. <laughs> it was all leading up to that. He's like, yes, I'd love this ham. I'm just going to eat it outside. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll enjoy it later. Yeah. Yeah. I almost imagine a Homer Simpson moment, though, where he just eats it anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Again, like your brother. Just kidding. Yeah. He didn't know, yeah. but I feel like he would have kept going. Because yeah. <laughs> he was enjoying it. Um, Gesha is finally arrested in 1828 after killing a suspected 15 people wow. in total. And there's not a whole lot of due process on this case. She's locked in a cell in the town hall. How long do we think she's there before she's sentenced? Two weeks. Ooh, I feel like if you ask the question, it might be something like two years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ages. <laughs> Charlie is correct. <laughs> Very close. She was there for three years. What? Um, now, the reason we even know so much about this case is because during this time, she's interviewed almost daily about her life by and who? what has happened by a guy called Senator Drost. Okay. He becomes obsessed with her and wants to know the details. And at first she appears genuinely frightened and very vulnerable, but she eventually starts opening up. He believes very honestly, and they become sort of unlikely friends, which is sort of sweet. It's like um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh my God, I literally put that. Silence of the Lambs, oh gender, gender reversal. <laughs> pitch it, pitch it. Yeah. Hello, Gesha. Um, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> Like, literally, what character was that even? <laughs> I don't know, but I would watch them. Hi. Uh, I'm Clary Sterling. Okay. <laughs> She's finally sentenced. Um, what is the sentence? Um, I mean, I want to say death by the hanging or guillotine. Mm. I think death, but she fakes another pregnancy, if we think that's what Ooh, she did the first time. It's got to be like I 60 guess. now, though, or 50. Five. It's a deep fake. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. How old is she? No, she's not that old. She's born in 1785, and now it's 1828. 15, oh, late 50s. That's impossible. What's 15 plus 28? <laughs> Come on, that's impossible. 43. <laughs> 43. Oh, she's younger than I thought. I take it back. Yeah, she's no, but she's old for the time, isn't she? Yes. Mm. So, yeah, the sentence is beheading. And actually hers was the last public beheading in Bremen. <gasps> I bet yeah. that drew a crowd. It did. Thousands. Whoa. Thousands yeah. of people came to watch the execution. 
Um, before the beheading, Senator Drost was there, and um, he takes a wooden stick from the table. I guess this was tradition. He breaks it and says, the stick is broken. The verdict is spoken. Woman, you must die. Ooh, that's a bit flamboyant, isn't it? Why does yeah. that rhyme in English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my main question. Yeah. Anyway. Because mouse booter, the words are all the same. We've borrowed heavily. Okay. <laughs> she's... Um, She's offered one last glass of wine, which was also tradition. You got a last glass of wine. And apparently... Take the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I would chug that down. Um, yeah. I'd take, like, ages with it. I just like to kind of smell it. Swirl it. Shame to waste a good vintage. Say what kind of bouquet it has. So full of adrenaline because I'm about to die. I'm not even getting drunk. This is just rubbish. Oh, boy. Um... She apparently took a little sip and then shook all the judges' hands and offered them a sip. Ah, oh, my yes. Play until the end. <laughs> the theater of that. I know, like evil Aaron Brockovich. Um, yeah, did she cater uh, this um, <laughs> <laughs> You like those sandwiches? <laughs> I love that the one mistake she made was to give a man a salad. That's like, literally, that was her fucking that downfall. That was her downfall. Everything else, they were like, we'll let it slide. And then he was like, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah. Why is there something nice and creamy on this? <laughs> Seriously, have you seen a German salad? That means like mayo. It's mayo. Oh, yes. It's mayo based. It's hard to know how to finish this case because it's just sort of a sad one. Um, here's to giving your children attention and to the town of Bremen, a place I'll probably never visit. Drunk women solving crime. So finally, we're going to solve a crime uh, from a listener who has written in. This is from Brooke on email. I've edited some of this out, but it's, it's quite a good story. I wanted to keep some of the detail. In 2011, I received a late property tax bill for a 2010 Lexus amounting to $1,200. I called the county confused because I do not own a Lexus. I was told, you guys, Lexus. It's you a know, car. It's car, I, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry to be patronized. No, 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 but like. thank, no, always check, always check. <laughs> um, I was told that the bill would need to be paid in the next month or a lien would be placed on my paycheck. After telling the clerk that there's been some mistake, she tells me to call the Department of Motor Vehicles where I am informed that there are two additional Lexus cars registered in my name oh, in no. other counties. Oh. Over and over, I state that I've never owned a Lexus. An FBI investigator was sent to where I live to check out my story. And after weeks of the FBI agent randomly showing up at my house and my workplace, I am a teacher. Oh my God, do they keep like showing up just in case she's got a Lexus? (laughs) Like, what are they looking for? Like, go to who's driving the fucking Lexus. Come on, there's an easier way of solving this. That sucks. As a teacher, like, just a guy in a suit shows, oh, that'd be dead cool, wouldn't it? Oh, like, my God. Students would be like, if anyone misbehaves. <laughs> <laughs> He's here for you. <laughs> um, I'm finally let in on the full investigation. Now, she gives more detail, but I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Do you want to speculate on how this has happened? Well, Who's it's identity this? theft, isn't it? Someone's got her address mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's like the credit card fraud and stuff. Mm-hmm. Has oh. she bought another car from that place and then someone in, in it's an inside job? Mm, or an ex-boyfriend good, is trying to good take out. I mean, Why would anyone buy three of the same car? Would it just be like, how long, like, does it, do they not want to take the, like, the fraud car across state lines or whatever? Ooh. So every time they got to another state, they were like, well, I'll just get a new one. And that was, and they just liked the way the Lexus drove. 
<laughs> it is a good car. If I was going to steal a car, I'd steal a Lexus. It's a hell of a ride. It's a hell of a ride. Um, so a bit more. It turns out someone had purchased three Lexus cars in my name, paying $50,000 cash for each car. They were, they were able to register the cars under my name via a Dropbox that had a copy of a license that I lost back in 2008. Wow. Oh, so they paid the 50 grand? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it was but in it's her registered. name. Yeah, okay. so she's, wow. she's, she owes tax on it. The FBI agent informed me that they had traced these cars to the Dominican Republic where they'd been sent with drugs hidden in the doors. <gasps> oh, this is the coolest this is such a crime juicy. we've ever had. Yes. I know. So it's oh. And Hannah Goss guessed it. About the lines and state lines and stuff. Oh, was that in there? Well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to cross state lines? Because sorry, of the, the once drugs you in said there. that, I thought of drugs. Maybe it doesn't completely work. Continue, Taylor. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure I was right. <laughs> it's a very expensive way to transport drugs, isn't it? Yeah, um, fancy drug car. But maybe you want to be in a fancy car because it looks like yeah. No one, like no one wants over. to ruin your day if you're a Mister Rich and Alexis. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. They, I mean, you can't drive to the Dominican Republic, guys. You know. But no, but they put it in the just, Again, we're really stuck on the Lexus thing. <laughs> I don't want to be patronising. I'm just thinking about yeah. driving a Lexus. Would they put it in a boat? How do you do it then? Yeah, yeah, it would okay. go. It would yeah, go. They just, they, no, they would have, they'll, have smuggled, they'll have smuggled it across and mm. then put it in these car doors. Oh, they mm. were like shipping the cars as if they were just being like shipped. They weren't right. being like, right. oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So it's actually like, it's pretty clever. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> anyway. But I guess it's not because they traced it. The value anyway. of the drugs then was so much higher than the value of Alexis. Yeah. Yeah. How much yeah, totally. And also, why didn't they just pay tax? <laughs> they, can afford, they can afford it. Well, that's true as well, isn't like, it? Well, like, she's a loose end if they don't pay her tax. But they're not connected to it. So it doesn't no, matter. No, but like, she's in, like, if they don't pay her tax and she gets stumped for it, she's then reporting this crime they may not have known that could've... the okay, u.s yeah. has draconian tax yes. laws where you get taxed yeah. twice yeah. on your fucking car yeah, yeah, yeah. fair no enough big deal. no anyway maybe they do that everywhere i hope they don't do that here because we don't pay it <laughs> <laughs> so because i teach in the inner city he was convinced that i was in on the whole drug oh, scheme shit. Oh, the visits from this fbi agent lasted for about six months to this day i've never learned who purchased the cars in my name but they closed the case though they proved her innocence yeah she it sounds like she's fine okay. but i don't know what That's happened wild. that could be ongoing yeah. they could still like that case could still be open and they're chasing them who knows wow just kidding amanda it's fine you don't have to cut it out no <laughs> anyway wow that's yeah. mad. It's a I, great story. Yeah. Do you want to remember? I've got a story about a car. It's not very interesting, but here goes. So, <laughs> I don't know why this is suddenly coming to mind because it's about something hidden in the car, but what it was is I had a, uh, do you ever have a spud gun as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I love a spud gun. Get yourself a potato, stick your spud gun oh, in it. Oh, it literally is a potato. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wait, what? You stick- No, so you have, a, like, it's a little metal gun thing and you stick okay. it into a potato, pull yeah. it out, and then you can spray a little bit of potato. Like the bullets are a nugget of potato and you get it by, like, sticking the, like you would with, like, if you were taking an eye out of a potato, you'd do it with yeah. your gun. Yeah. So and then the, the pellet is potato. Oh, my God. Every day... <laughs> it's a school day. It no, it's just, it just confirms that this is where I'm meant to live. <laughs> like, that is fucking adorable. <laughs> spud gun. Okay. Just so yeah, so I have the spud gun and I'm playing with it, and then um, and then I put the potato on the floor of my mum's car um, because I think I probably wasn't supposed to have a spud gun, um, and then it it falls behind the seat, the passenger seat, and mum's cars were kind of like crap back in the day, and it was damp. 
the potato sprouted oh, yeah. and like sprouted like its leaves and its stuff all over the seat and I kept seeing these little leaves and I was like oh fuck I didn't say anything oh wow <laughs> no, it was like so long Jack and the Beanstalk I know it was so long before like anyone noticed because we had such crap cards <laughs> I love that you couldn't confess <laughs> yeah. that you had a potato in the car. <laughs> like, no. We've all been there. <laughs> Gotta keep that potato secret. Well, you didn't even just want to take that's it out. Great. You didn't want to just go and get it and take it out. Oh, God, that's a great, great shout. Yeah. <laughs> like, once you're a kid, you don't think through that second that level of problem solving. You're just like, well, I guess this potato lives in this car yeah. forever now. Yeah. <laughs> guess this potato owns the car. It was such a good smell. That's amazing. So, Brooke, I guess you knew that's where we were going to end things. <laughs> um, thank you so much for writing in. And, Charlie, thank you so much for being with us. Thank the, you for having the me. The last thing to say is, what have you got going on? What would you like to plug and tell us about? Please follow me on Twitter. I really do care about having lots of followers. In fact, it's the only thing I care about. And <laughs> I'm at, at Charlie Dinkin. That's, that's awesome. it. That's the plug. I'll put some stuff I'm doing on there. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Follow That's good. It's like a cliffhanger. If you want to know more. Yeah, if you want to know more. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Me. I was waiting for the number to follow. I'm like, wow, what a clean handle you have. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm going, going there real early. I tweet a lot. You can mute me. <laughs> oh, guys, it's been a fun ride. Thank you so It was like riding in a Lexus. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.